can't win nobody. I can't keep living like this. I can't. I tell her what it is and I tell her what it ain't. She know that I've been all on the walls like I paint. So that times I wanna give you trust, but I can't. I really got it out the mud. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spend the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-37-GRIND, your number, or 877-374-7463. All right, let me see here. Do I got anybody on Facebook? I haven't even logged on to Facebook, my master, to see if anybody's personal. If you got anything to read. You got anything in Twitter's world? Uh, well, over on Facebook, um, okay. Got Frank Valdez. Uh, he said, all these ex-Spurs and playoff rotations on multiple teams, go Spurs, go. Of course, you had Trey Lyles had a big game in that Kings matchup. Um, and, uh, I mean, even Chemezi Metu out there. Derek White, you know, playing well for Boston and everybody. So, there's a lot of uh, – Kyle Anderson, well, he got tossed through the night but uh, in that Lakers game. But a handful of Spurs out there. So. You know what? I just dawned on me. What you? What the hell? Are you trying to get into I'm some experts? I get, am fit them in the play. I'll let them earn it to get back to be talked I about am this time of year. Reading a comment, Cal. Oh, reading a comment. Frank Valdez's comment. All these experts in the playoffs. And in case you weren't familiar hey, on, with Frank. Who, who was out there, I was I giving you a lot a of respect names. for Frank's been listening to the show for a while. And Frank has some hot takes, but Frank, come on, Frank, let's not work into silver and black to the rest of the region when they ain't earned it. The only time we talk about them is when a ping pong comes in another few weeks. Uh, over on Twitter, we had Smokestacks uh, uh, speaking on Curry's shot. Yeah. He said it was a rushed shot, perhaps, uh, but it was a damn good looking shot that most couldn't execute. Uh, Dante checking in on Twitter. Uh, Dante Rose, appreciate you, man. Um, he said the last time, because you, you raised this question, when was the last time that the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs didn't feature either Ovechkin or Crosby? Uh-huh. 2007, 2008, he says. Hmm, I told you Dante would know. Um, and uh, for what it's worth, he said it, um, he's calling Stanley Cup Edmonton versus Boston uh, with Edmonton winning. Dante always takes chalk in hockey. But, yeah, Edmund, I'm hearing Edmund can be somebody that could upset them. I, I know I've paid attention somewhat to the Bruins. They're pretty deep. Um, but I want to see these Devils because I hear some people think, oh, watch out for them New Jersey Devils. Um, okay. And you know that owner is playing with a hot hand right now after buying the Washington Commanders. Oh, we'll get to that, too. we got to get to the Commanders here in a little bit, but it's NBA playoff time. Um, the other thing is, before we move on, why don't you tell everybody what you – told me off air about Stephen Curry's shot and what you thought. Well, I, I thought that he was going for a viral moment. Um, you know, the, the, to me, the, the shot attempt that he took was almost like the definition of cocky. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't set his feet at all. It was, in my opinion, a horrible shot. Again, he's but the greatest you- shooter of all time. Who am I to sit here and say so? But, like, because he, he does the skip, you know, kind of skip off of one leg. And he, he with basically one hand, yeah. and he just kind of leaves the gooseneck up there, and it looks like he's ready to turn and for his big moment, right? right? And it doesn't go through. 
and he's, then he looks frustrated. And he, he was asked after the game, you know, do you think it was? A, he's like, I probably have to go back and watch it again. But no, I think he had I had time. a good look. He had, no, time. he had time. You know, normally I'll dice you up and push back when you come in with something like that. But I, I'm not gonna push because I'm not gonna sit there and say you're not wrong with that. And the one thing we didn't touch on, and we can move on from that. But what, what we didn't talk about? What about that shot a couple minutes before he hit from way in the corner, fading away down with the fans in the corner? Was, you even got the nasty. angle, and that was all cotton. And that's the reason why sometimes you might live with that one. But I really think. Like I said, too much of Wiggins early on for his first game a couple months back. They switched up defensively. They lost the defensive intensity. And the second, and thirdly, Clay Thompson has to take that ball in that situation to the rim to make them call the foul. They were going to call the foul. And if that is not Stephen Curry in that corner or Jordan Poole or Wiggins hadn't been six for seven from three-point land, you do not make that type of play but this should be a good series I still go in the state I think it's victorious because I don't you know it's now if Sacramento gets a game in in Golden State then we're staring dead red at a game seven then basically Golden State's gonna have to go on the road into a hostile environment ain't that old arena though I knew I was gonna get old man I'm like let me see this new y'all ain't been 15 years of frustration like nah man you had a couple of them that try to you can tell they old school try to bring the bells in counting off back in the day you had about Phil Jackson had to come with earplugs like he was working at an airport next to Boeing 40, 747s or something I said nah they, I can hear it through the TV screen they ain't that loud down there no um but yeah man I mean that's that's we'll see how it goes but I think I, I got Golden State tonight I you know they're a minus one point favorite uh, that's pretty much a pick 'em. Uh, they went off at plus one the other day, uh, but this is one of those situations that you see. And if you listen to Steve Kerr and you listen to Steph, they were very considering what they looked like on the road all year. You could tell they were they were encouraged, even a loss, how they came and competed. And even Steve said, "Hey, man, it's good to be back in the fight." I'm like, well, just let us know that y'all really don't give a damn about 82 games until y'all get to this time. That's why we should shorten the damn season probably do something back to our point before we went to break speaking of memphis and jaw so jaw gets hurt i don't think you're going to see jaw back in this series if you do it's not going to be to game seven and i don't even think he's going to be effective they said he couldn't even put on his own clothes he couldn't even get dressed because he couldn't use that hand so he ain't there tomorrow i'll tell you that right now but listen to the tone and the sound because usually in any sport an nfl an nba player you'll get them to say hey this is in the heat of the moment i'm just got off from competition i'm not going to give you too much information but Josh's like what the hell i've been through what else you want to know i'll rule my own so you ain't gotta wait for whoa joe i'll tell you uh let me go let's go and listen to john moran yeah so this is from abc 24 in memphis felt like i was doing fine Obviously, uh, pretty much, you know, getting to my spots. You know, I was knocking down some, you know, shots. Um, obviously, I felt, you know, I could be better uh, in early passes and, you know, um, reading and helping, you know, making that pass. Uh, aside of that, you know, I felt like, you know, I played well. Um, my turnovers pretty much was me, you know, either going into traffic or, like I said, not making that pass. So. You've made a drive, drive like that a thousand times, and you get up every time. Was it instantaneous? I mean, honestly, man, I don't know. At this point, not even surprised with you know how my life been going. So feels like it's one thing I've been Back to back. Obviously, I feel like you know you guys can tell with you know my body language and stuff now. You know how I'm pretty much you know taking you know what happened in. Uh, 
don't know, man. I'm just, you know, pretty much numb to everything now. It's like I'm not even surprised. Uh, it's one thing after another. I mean, of course, man, look, it's all well documented uh, in regards to what he's been through in regards to the allegations uh, off the court, even prior to the gun, the club. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a guy that is just really, you know, I would say 100 percent, not all the way in a happy place, despite of, you know, and that also shows you that I think it does sound like a guy that He's in a happy place when he's on the court, but as soon as the ball, as soon as he leaves the court, I think the reality of again being comfortable of who he is, and and really this is a guy that is not, haven't been able to handle it, and is really starting to show and is very uncomfortable at being in the spotlight. You gotta understand when Ja was basically making noise at Murray State, Murray State wasn't really on national TV that much. I mean, you really got – Ja got his exposure when they made the tournament, they made a run. But, yeah, you were seeing clippings on him on the four-letter network and nightly on ESPN, stuff like that. But he he wasn't really, you know – a lot of people slept on Ja. I didn't because I watched a lot of college basketball. But he really went into super soft status, excuse me, after his first couple of years. So I just think this – you know, the money and the fame and, and – I'm telling you, man, playing in that culture down there has a lot to do with some of these demons that Ja's been struggling. But I just think, you know – it's I mean, I think that's a wrap for him for mo- for the most part in this series. And I there's I just don't see them beating now losing the home court advantage. I don't see them. And they played a lot of games without Ja this year, but I don't see them winning a four out of seven against the Lakers without him being healthy. And he's not going to be as we came down the stretch. And of course, he's continued to take on, you know, the injury uh, last week. Uh, it gets even more compounded, you know, this week. Um as as now we can look back with hindsight is twenty twenty and there was a lot of when when he went to Florida to go to you know whatever his therapy that he whatever he was going through for for that uh, it was pretty quick experience he went down there was there for a couple of days and then all of a sudden boom we come into a Monday and he's sitting on the bench as he eases back in do you think that uh, you know maybe did he take enough time. To really sit with himself, he didn't. He, I almost feel like he rushed himself back because he wanted because ball is his life, you know, and and he maybe because he, he feels better on the court, wants to be there for his teammates. But I don't. Did he take enough time for himself to build that mental health? Because now where you come into, you know, it feels like that fortitude's not quite there. Are, are you are you are you of a similar mind, or do you think that this is just it's just everything stacking and it's not so much he didn't learn like. He learned what he needed to in Florida in terms of how to cope with this mental but no, this is I just think, another I think this is an ongoing battle for him. I mean it, it I mean it's like, you know, if it's legit, I mean I ain't gonna lie, I'm not gonna backtrack and be hindsight twenty twenty and just because the man's hurt. I mean, I felt that you know, the health and you and I've said it repeatedly on the show, you know I take the mental health situation seriously. Um you know, because look, dude, there's a lot of things I go through over the year that I've gone through that I go through daily. But to me, it's crazy to think like that, but I'm a different cat. But sometimes I even think to myself like, you know what? I can see why people like in the in the times we live in now, I can see why people flip out and why they're flipping out. Not saying that I would ever get to that point, but I've been in some situations and, and constantly go through, you know, stress and wonder about this and that. Um, 
you know, and listen to the show, you never think it, but it's the truth. But I and sometimes I catch myself like, you know what? I can see why somebody just feels so to me, you know, I know I made it tongue in cheek about, hey, man, just call the bank, one of them automated check your balances. But I think it just shows to me that he's definitely going through some stuff. And I really think what he's going through is he cannot. He does not like the fact he loves basketball. He loves the Memphis Grizzlies. He loves being in the NBA. He loves the lifestyle that's provided for him and his father. But he doesn't like what everything that comes with it, where everybody's in his business. If I want to go to a club, have my shirt off and do this, it's millions of people. He's got to understand, and that's what he hasn't coped with. So just to answer your question the best way I think, I think it's genuine, and I just think that basically it's like the thing that was going to make him happy and move on and deal with this stuff in the offseason, he knows, and every athlete and everybody knows their body. Hell, every human, you don't have to be an athlete. Everybody knows their body when something's wrong. He knows this is it. That's why I think he was just not trying to sugarcoat it. Be like, I don't know. Let's see what it says. I don't know. I'm going to try to. He just said, hey, I doubt it. It's in jeopardy. And I don't think he ain't playing tomorrow. I mean, he ain't playing. And most likely Memphis is going back down 2-0. That's just the way I, that's the way I see it without him. But we'll, we'll see. What do you got? If he needed to take some time at this point because if all right the hand injury there's a reason why he's not on the court uh what would you think if he took a couple days to step away from from be not being there on the bench with his teammates uh just to maybe reset do you think that he could do that Is, is that a is that a good thing for him to take time away from the team to kind of because it sounds you listen to that the full again abc 24 in memphis and you look into that listen to their whole you know, this was in front of the locker rooms, uh, in front of his locker. Listen to the whole thing. His voice is cracking. His his eye contact is off. He just he he physically looks defeated right now because of what's going on mentally, compounded by the physical injuries. Would you say if you were if you were Jenkins, would you send him home right now? No, I mean, because because at the end of the day, no, Uh, because I think that basically, even though he might not be physical to play, I think the best thing to do for somebody that sounds like he's down or maybe battling mental health issues or problems or whatever, demons, whatever you want to say, it's best for him to be around the team. I mean, you don't want to send the guy in deep, dark depression center right now. It's it's better. You know, you don't do that. Now, if he requests that, that's one thing. But just to sit there and say, hey, man, just go and take no, that that's going to send a guy even into deeper, dark depression, if, even if he's, if that's what he's dealing with. 877-37-GRIND. Okay, so what game it seemed like? Oh, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they sent a message, pretty much. I, I You know, Minnesota, what took them to go and win and get in this situation, I kind of feel that, you know, they were probably, and you're talking about what, man, you're talking about going to altitude. Okay, you're talking about making adjustment after playing play-ins and doing all that and get ready to go to altitude. And I'll tell you right now, the Joker knows and feels like this whole MVP thing is about to be taken away from him. And I think Joker, he hears it up in Denver. I know what that media is and I know what they're talking about up there because I keep my ear to him. Um, he's dealing with feeling like I this is my playoffs to set a message and a tone because I'm probably not going to win the MVP. Nobody's giving us respect as a number one seed, and we're going to find a way to go out and do it. Now, they were down by 30 at one time in that game, it seemed like. Um, the Timberwolves? Yeah. So, so to me, I do expect it to be a little bit more competitive, especially when it switches back to the target center. Uh, but look, man, Denver, I mean, I picked Denver to win this series. They are. I think Minnesota's good enough from Edwards to the rest of them is good enough to at least get a game, maybe two. 
but this is not the series I think is going to test me about what I've been saying about Denver all year. And what I've been saying is like, who's going to be that third guy outside of Murray and Joker that steps up? That ain't going to be tested in this series. I think they will win this series, but I think Minnesota definitely would be a lot more competitive. The only thing I'm going to say about that that I took away from that, and like I said, when the hell did Kyle Anderson become a tough guy? This guy's got smoke with everybody. His teammates saying, oh, you baby this guy, calling him a SOB. Like, when did Kyle Anderson all of a sudden, okay, get up next next to Lake Minnetonka, Prince's country, okay? Purify your bodies in the water, Lake Minnetonka. When did he get, like, what? Kyle was a guy that would sit there and do his media duties down here. Just like, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, people like, when the hell is Kyle Anderson, a.k.a. slow-mo, the enforcer? You're trying to mix it up there toward the end. Like, I mean, man, I'm like, dog, y'all getting y'all's ass kicked, man. Y'all don't have it night. Calm down, Kyle. Calm down. But that's something to watch or whatever. And I'll tell you this, too, backing up before we move on. We'll take a look at tonight and get into some football talk. That Memphis and Lakers series, watch. I'm, you know what they say, and this goes back. When you see the same guy every night and just like every other night, like by game four or five, tempers, you things get a little edgy, things get whatever. I'm going to see, because he's a veteran and he's one of the best to ever do it. I'm going to see how long LeBron can keep his cold, keep his cool with Dylan Brooks. Because I watched that game within a game, and Dylan Brooks is literally trying to do what he does to everybody else, to LeBron James, and really be physical with him. I want to see how long LeBron keeps his cool. Because LeBron's smart enough to know what Dylan Brooks is trying to do and to bait him. But it should be interesting. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spencer the one and twos we'll be back are you ready for a real cocktail then crack open a great tasting zing zang ready to drink cocktail like our bloody mary with vodka in a can it's full strength with nine percent alcohol and america's number one bloody mary mix or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Take it to the top. We'll take it to the top. Uh, I 
All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pinland Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pinland Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pinland Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste of rich, complex flavor. That is Pinland Whiskey. And don't forget their official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour. That is Pinland Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 87737grind. All right. So, keeping it moving before we get into NFL talk. Couple games left that we haven't touched on. Um we touch, you know, Boston uh game. I mean, that's I mean, come on. I mean, that they just came out blazing. Um and you know, again, that they showed me a team that pretty much was again maybe faltered a little bit down the stretch here and up and down, but they came out blazing and swinging to kind of get that victory in the base against the Hawks. And I told you, man, the Hawks are just they're just a bad defensive team, man. I mean, this is not gonna, I mean, they played that's why I was kind of surprised that they played defense in that playing game because that's the best defensive effort I've got. But against a team like Boston, they just don't have a match. I mean, John, I was really watching the Giants like, come on, man, you wanted to be on the stage, you want to be somewhere you compete. Like, come on, man, like step up. He did kind of whatever, but he got a rude awakening too. It's just one of those situations, man, that, you know, uh, Snyder's really going to need an offseason to get his handprint on the club and to kind of get this going. It's hard to come in the way he did it go. So, really, to me, this is going to be gentleman sweet at best. That's just, the, that's just the reality. I like to pick series. I don't like to pick series where there's six. I got them in five. I just like to pick who's going to win or lose. And I have Boston winning this, but I'm just trying to give you the insight. Now, I saved the best for last, okay, out in the desert, all right, the Suns and the Clippers. Now, this was the last series that I picked on Friday. And I was and this is probably the most breakdown I was given before I even picked a series. Like, Jonas Sam, like, man, were you going to go to the Suns or were you going to go to Clipper? You're going to say, look, I've been coming in here preaching all year, and I've been telling AC this too, like, look, man, Clipper's still going to be there when the dust settles. I, there's two things. I, there's one thing that I missed on this. Because I told you, if Paul George was going to play this series, hands down, I would have picked the Clippers to win this series. But when I was breaking this stuff down, the one thing I didn't, you know, fail to mention and fail to, I should say, fail to remember is the fact of how much deeper the Clippers are than the Suns. I mean, the Suns got one of the best starting fives in the league, especially for a playoff setting four or seven. But their second team is suspect. And the Clippers our deep team. Um, let me tell you something. I'm going to say this. First of all, Russell Westbrook had a game of two different bags, like almost two different tails. What do you want to say? To go three, what were you, three for 17 at one time or something, two for 15. And and this is the thing about Russ. This is the thing about Westbrook. And, and it's different. And, and, I, and I've said this before. It's no need to beat a, a dead horse. Uh, but... It's one of those situations to where I feel that Russ, his athlete, he relied a lot early on in his career and even to the middle of the career of his athletic ability. He was just faster than everybody in the court. He was just better, more physical, more athletic. 
What has happened with age? What they all tell you for everybody. Some of your athleticism just starts to fade. And not only that, the game has changed. And you've got other young guns coming in that's just as fat as not with the ball. So, Rush, you can tell, he just never spent any time in his early career really getting with a shooting coach, not to my knowledge, or really working on his shot. The problem with Russ, because I'm giving him his credit, but I'm going to tell you what I was ready. didn't take my note watching the game. Like, I'm making a middle note to bring that up early on before that fourth quarter hit. Russ's shots and his missed shots are like turnovers. I don't know what it is, but Russ, whether it's a three-point shot, I don't know how many. I could count. I missed at least four or five, like, turnaround at the middle of the paint, air ball. Like that one he got to uh, uh, my man uh, Pumley. That was, you know, that wasn't no pass. That was a shot. That was like to be about the third or fourth one that just was an air ball and Plumlee was there. I'm telling you, man, his missed threes, and the way it is, it's like his shot is so bad that it's a long rebound, so the point guard getting it, and they're running down back to the other court and scoring. His missed shots are like turnovers. But with that said, I have been, I can't remember the last time I've seen a player of Russell Westbrook's caliber that had that type of game offensively and was really hurting his team offensively just with bad shots, keep shooting it, keep shooting it, but at the same time do so much other stuff to help his team win, especially in the fourth quarter. It's like he was determined to say, man, I know I ain't got my game. I ain't had my game in years. But tonight I'm on this stage. I've been booted around. I've been traded from Lakers. I'm going to find something to help my team win this game. The rebounding was a beast on it. I mean, the Tate took a charge. The play just to know to get the ball going out of bounds and you just have the notes of Devin Booker's right there and throw it off, bam, ball game. That's impressive. So it's a mixed bag. I, I mean, but he had that game to really help. And I can't remember seeing another performance of somebody struggling so bad offensively to have that type of impact on the other side of the ball or finding ways to make yourself, your team, help your team win, I should say. Now, with that said, 2-1-0, silver and black. I know y'all like to light candles. I know y'all like to game watch. Game sit rest low management watch during eighty two, the claws that dude. I couldn't sit there but think, you know, probably about six seven dosekis in already, you know, um, just sitting there thinking like, how in the hell don't you just put up with Uncle Dennis? Come on. And that will never, that will always stick with me because that's just not something we're accustomed to down here losing generational talent. Kawhi is still that dude. Um, I will tell you this, though. If Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, well, I'm going to leave Chris out of this. But if Kevin Durant and and pretty much um, my, my man, Devin Booker. Yeah. I know, you know what? I'm going to leave Chris Paul out just because of seniority, his age. I mean, he's basically almost about to get Social Security. So I'm going to leave him out. But I'm going to put Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and soft-ass Aiden. If they let Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers win this series, it's already been said Paul George is out of this series. He, the only way he's got a chance to come back, they go to second. If they, I'm not even putting this on Monty 
Because basically Tyron Lue is underrated. Everybody thought the championship he got in Cleveland was all about LeBron. And he even told pregame when he was talking to Gundy and them, he told him like, hey, finally, this is my time of the year where I can do matches and I ain't got to worry about low management. I ain't got to worry about different lineups. It's four on seven days in. I'm going to make adjustments. And he does them in game. I'm going to leave Monty out of this. But for Aiden Softass, Kevin Durant playing hip scotch to scotch and this and this and that. And pretty much Devin Booker, who they've been treating like a baby since he came to Phoenix. Oh, man, we only got 10 wins. Shut down Booker for two months. Young ass. Kardashian Dayton. You know, you, he looking like he hard to. If they let Kawhi Leonard beat them in this series without Paul George, stop it. I'm going to let him have it. And I'm going to tell you last night, what that showed, this is about to be seven. This is about to be six or seven. Because the Phoenix Suns bench is suspect. And, and, you know, look, I think Monty Williams is a hell of a coach, but I'm going to give Tyron Lue a little bit an advantage of this. But look at Kawhi Leonard's last few minutes in this game. Closer. Just close. And you got to think, man, Kawhi got like, in the second half, he got like one sip of Gatorade for two minutes. And then his ass had to check back in the name. So all this, Kawhi don't play back-to-backs. So he's only low management. This is what it's for. And Kawhi knows with Paul George out, Kawhi going to be at that 38, 42, 44-minute mark for if they're going to win this series. But I think he's built for it unless he has some type of setback and energy. That was a hell of a game last night. Uh, the pressure now is on Phoenix. Now, the one thing I will say about Phoenix is I think the start they got off to really had to do with that layoff. I think the layoff hurt them a lot. And also, you got to think, man, Kevin Durant only has, what, not even eight to ten games with this unit played yet together? And, you know, um, Tyron Lue talked about that. He said in the pregame, he said, hey, I wanted to test him because I know this unit hasn't been together that long or played that many games together. Um, they got a problem because, because the Clippers – are deeper and that second unit is just better so to me i think kevin durant definitely he didn't have an awful game but he's got to do better than that there was times that you're going to see kevin durant Kawhi leonard is going to be on kevin durant at sometimes okay um the last time we saw that kevin durant was in a golden state uniform before he got hurt and, and you know Kawhi was at toronto and you know kenny smith brought up a good point you know um in the on the tnt set last night he said that you can argue somebody, and I didn't think about this, but I was like, you know what? He's probably right. You can argue somebody that this roster as the Clippers, even without Paul George, is better than that Toronto Raptors roster that Kawhi won the title with. I'm not telling you it is. I don't know. I'd have to really think about that because I forgot other than Van Fleet, so Ockham and all that. I forgot who's all on that squad. But when Kenny said that, and Kenny knows more basketball than I've ever known in two lifetimes, he might be on to something. Uh, but I'm just telling you, this is not on Monty. This isn't on Chris Paul. This is on Devin Booker, KD, and Aiden. They cannot lose this series without Paul George in this series. This is the only reason why. As much as I've talked Clippers, like, hey, they still going to be there at the end. Don't count them out. The only reason why I picked the Suns was because there was no Paul George in this series. But if they would have told me Paul George was going to miss the first two games, I would have went with the Clippers. But I didn't. I stuck with the Suns. I'll stick with that pick. But out of all the picks, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. Eight seven seven three seven ground. What do you got? Uh, sports books looking like it. They're they're 
projecting a Suns bounce back. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're drawing seven and a half tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me that uh, if the Clippers, you know, get blown out tomorrow. You know, and, and again, that narrative after that would be like, oh, well, they were comfortable. They did what they did. It was coming to get one. Okay, fine. That's the cliche. So whatever happens tomorrow, I mean, yes, that line right there tells you it's probably going to be a blowout. But it won't matter to me. It's going to matter when they get back to the crypto center and it's down to that game three and four. Because the way I look at it, the way the Clippers played last night, they're winning one of those games at home. Suns are not even if the Suns win tomorrow night and blow them out and go snatch home court back and go up 2 one. I'll tell you right now, Clippers will win game four. They will. First of all, they're very good defensively uh, in a playoff series. I think they're going to be locked in defensively even more. And the one thing the Clippers did a good job last night, they were taking that three point away from the Suns. They took it away and I think they're going to take it away for the most part. of I mean, Kevin Durant's going to get his. But I'm talking about those others that Shaq always talks about, the others, you know, like Shaq last, one for Rick Fox, one for Ori, one for these guys. I probably I could have got one by myself, but I couldn't got it. I'm like, Shaq, you, you would have never said that like even eight years ago, man. When you get older, you just start being real and straight up like, yeah, I could have got one by myself, but it's about those others. Look, man, it's a lot of pressure on KD. Like, Katie, yo, what the basketball guys is telling your ass should have just stayed off social media and kept your ass in the bay. <laughs> That's what it could tell you because the only thing worse could have happened than this is you getting sent by home by Golden State in the first round in the Suns. And the Suns are one of the, one of the what, top two, probably the betting on favorite to win the whole thing before it started anyway. It was them, Milwaukee, uh, Golden State, and Golden State are the top three. Top three. Yeah. Oh, because if, if they would upset the Suns in this, watch out. Watch out. Watch out. I mean, even going forward, because then it's all bets off if they could really go to find. But I will end on this note, 210. Let me just do the claw. The claw. I we should have we should have kept up. We should have put up with Dennis, Uncle Dennis, Dennis the Menace. Dennis Rodman, any other Dennis's that was in the Kawhi camp, pop in the whole or to just eat cheese. I will never ever see this dude. I don't care. He plays with the Clippers, goes to the Lakers. Well, I will never understand that man. This guy, could you, and, and by saying, I'm just thinking like, you know what? There would have been another riverboat parade by now. Spurs be sitting on six, maybe seven, if that guy. It's still there. But, hey, things happen for a reason. The one thing I can see about that, he was never going to retire a spur. He was always going to go back to L.A. I've met the city halfway on that. The only thing I stand by, they sped up the process. He would have got another ring here before he would have left. People would have been salty, but not venerable. Like, hey, man, I've done what I've done. I'm a, my hopes are to go back to L.A. That dude is still that dude. And that's the reason also I think. Here's another game, the reason why I think we should shorten the season. One last note before we switch to basketball I want to put up. Mark Cuban, we already know about the fine and know this and that. Well, when John Morant went down, Mark Cuban, and this is the reason why I say you got to come down hard on him because Mark just don't give a damn, man. He just says what he, but on Twitter, he came out and he let everybody know he's been talking to the league about that. But he says to reduce injuries, he thinks they need to take the circle. You know that one, if your foot's on the line at the circle, that's not a charge. He's been saying that you need to move that further out to instead of keeping it there. So when guys come into the rim, what if you don't have guys sitting there trying to take charges right in the basket, you have that. I'm like, all right, Mark. 
whatever, man. You should still have, have a first round. Need no picks in the first round for that crap you pulled anyway. That's all you trying to do. You know damn well you got off light. 877-37-GRIND. All right, before we get into football, so tonight there's only two games on the docket tonight, and that's Sacramento and Golden State, which they'll have the late start, which is at like 9 o'clock? Uh, yeah, 9 o'clock Central. Uh, so we're going to get things tipped off. 6.30 Central, uh, Nets at Sixers. Uh, Sixers, 10-point favorites. Um, and then you get 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, Kings hosting the Warriors, and the Warriors once again favored uh, by two. So that lines up the Warriors for favor two. Warriors minus two yeah, and Sixers minus ten. If I was a betting man, I would, but I'm not. I don't. I I, I can see the Brooklyn backdooring that. I'd probably basically. I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I'd probably buy it two points up, put it at twelve. They'll backdoor it. I mean, Philly's walking. I told you this is going to be a sweep or middle sweep. But I think after that get back, they'll sit there and probably pull away for four. That'll be that'll be close. That's going to be close. Warriors might. T- I take the war. Warriors going to come back and win that because I think at the end of the day, it should be another good game tonight in Sacktown. But I think the Golden State will execute better defensively in the fourth quarter. And that was I was very surprised how Sacramento was able to go ahead and win that third quarter. And that's another big factor because in the playoffs in this dynasty run, Golden State has killed dudes at this time of year. Coming Coming out that locker room in third. And I think Mike Brown being on that sideline was aware of that. But it was crazy because Golden State, they had to control that third quarter. And the last two minutes, a minute and a half of that quarter, they didn't finish it strong. And that's why they had hell the rest of that fourth quarter. And by that time, like I said, Darren Fox, all them guys, they were just going. They they just they just monk. It was it was too late. It was just too late. Eight seven seven three seven grind. All right, we haven't even got a chance to get to the big news today in the NFL, the National Football League, because playoffs take precedence on this show. Uh, but Jalen Hurts gets the bag, as the youngsters say, get paid record. What do you get about a buck seven? First of all, let's just talk about the annual breakdown and give me the 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 guaranteed amount. Was it a buck seventy nine? Yeah, so he's signing a five-year, $255 million extension, including uh, $179.3 million guaranteed, according to Schefter. Mm-hmm. So, he's, and that breaks down to annually. Uh, what is it this about? He'll be the first, what is it, about 50 annually? Yeah, he's a 51 million. Uh, that tops Aaron Rodgers, who's at 50.3, Russ at 49. Um, and uh, the other thing in there, no trade clause. He secured that, too. Wow. I'm going to give you my thoughts on this uh, when we get back in that signing. We've got some other off-the-field NFL news. I definitely want to talk about the owners, the owners who have a problem uh, with this price tag of the commanders. Definitely want to talk about that. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos X Lager. Get a dose. 
Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 